0: Welcome. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. I host a weekly radio show that gets turned into this podcast. That's right, the one you're listening to right now. If you're an early riser, you can listen live every Monday starting at 7 a.m. on WPRK 91.5 FM. It also streams on WPRK.org. Or you can subscribe wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Regardless of where you listen, this show is about people from the Orlando area who are doing something neat. The neat person for this episode is Nikki Nandar. Moving to a plant-based diet in her teens, she created a community called Orlando Vegans as part of a college project. It has blossomed into a veritable cornucopia of eating options in Central Florida, and you're going to be hungry by the end of this episode. For more on Nikki and all of the other guests, please visit... To a certain degree.com. And now, on with the show. Zwan on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Good morning. My name is Nick. I'm here every week from 7 to 9 a.m. because I'm a glutton for punishment, apparently, but also because. For some reason, wonderful people always agree to come out and be on the show with me, have great conversations, discuss the things they're passionate about, and in general, uh, make me feel good about living in Orlando and the people and the places here. And one such person is here. Nikki Namdar is here. Hello. Good morning. Good
1: morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Awake? Awake? I'm awake. It's still dark out, but I'm awake.
0: Good. Very nice. Did I say your last name correctly? I forgot to ask you before you we went on the air.
1: Technically, it's Namdar if you want to get really Persian.
0: I but do. I do. I want to get really Persian.
1: So Namdar.
0: No, I kind of have the look yeah. for it, so I think I can get away with yeah, it, definitely. passing as Persian.
1: White people definitely always say Namdar, or Radman, or, or Namadar. All this crazy stuff. Namdar. Yep.
0: So. Got it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. So we're going to talk about... You started... Orlando Vegans, Mm -hmm. and so you can find out about that at OrlandoVegans.net, and we'll talk about that more later. You currently work over at On Target Marketing, which is a great local marketing firm, and they do some events there, including one coming up on September 19th. It's called Coffee and Content. It's a wonderful event if you have an opportunity and you want to go there and learn a little bit more about creating content and also networking with other marketers and people in the industry. It's a good way to do that, but... Nikki, I don't know you that well, (laughs) and so I want to get to know you a little bit better, so we're going to play a game, if that's okay. Sure. 20 questions, and instead of saying yes or no, up or down, right or wrong, you're going to say seen or not heard, because being seen is wonderful, because it means that, you know, you're present, hopefully you're being present, I mean present in all of the senses, Uh, being not heard stinks having your voice uh, trampled on or just overlooked altogether that's not great so if you're for something seen not for something not heard okay it's super clear right yeah for seven o'clock in the morning wonderful right. uh how do you feel about when you were a kid going back to school mm. Seen or seen not on some
1: days <laughs> I'll say seen.
0: Okay. So during the summer, were you like, as August wound down or whenever you went back to school in, the, in August, were you like, oh, I'm excited. I get to see my friends again. That sort of thing. Oh
1: yeah. And I definitely love supply shopping. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> Who doesn't?
1: Yes. I was like the best. All the Lisa Frank stuff and yeah. The
0: backpacks. The Is backpacks. that how you say it? Backpacks?
1: Backpacks. <laughs> okay.
0: I'm not really sure how to say that correctly. What about cruises? Seen or not heard?
1: Not heard, not a fan. I've been on so many, it's
0: just blah. Have you, uh, why, with family or how did you end up on the cruises? Did you just kind of sneak on?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I snuck on. Yeah. Uh, No, I would go with family. Um, So maybe that's part of the reason why I was not a huge (laughs) fan, but I don't like tropical things that much. I'd rather be like in a mountain somewhere, so.
0: Okay. So mountain versus uh, beach. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Okay. Very Nice. How do you feel about self-driving cars, seen or not heard? Seen. I'm for it. Yeah?
1: Yeah. Would you get in one right now? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: What is it to you that's, you know, going to be, as a, as a marketer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're going to have to, in some ways, we're going to have to convince some people to go along with the self-driving car revolution that's coming. That's yeah. more than likely coming. What do you feel is the strongest argument against it?
1: Um... Against the cars. Yeah,
0: what do you think is going to be a hang-up for people?
1: Hmm, probably a safety issue, maybe? That's probably, you know. And in the vegan community, they're going to ask if it's vegan or environmentally friendly.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, I could see people doing that. All right. What about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge?
1: Not heard. Not heard. Not big on Star Wars. I tried watching. I fall asleep. I don't get it. Yeah. Don't get it.
0: (laughs) Is sci-fi something that you did watch or did read a lot when you were younger? Or is it just not in your sort of one of the genres that you tend to focus on?
1: Yeah, not too big um, on it. Um, I like the movie Alien, if that's considered sci-fi. Other Uh, than that. Yeah, other than that, no, never really grew up on that.
0: So a movie about something being ingested and then bursting out of your chest. You're into 100%. that. 100%.
1: That's Great. the stuff I like to see. Okay. So
0: any of those movies, we'll find some more of those out there. Uh, well, I already know the answer to this then, The Beach. Hate,
1: not heard. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Moving back to New York. The beaches are dirty. You don't go anyway. So,
0: so you grew up in New York?
1: Kind of. So like, it's like really back and forth. Like we live there. We lived here. We lived there. Like it's just been so back and forth, but my roots are there. My family's there and it's got a special place in my heart.
0: So then being in the Orlando area for the most part, when you were down this way, it's just, uh, it's, it's second home for you.
1: Yeah. When I moved from Queens in 2005, I kind of was just like, okay, I'm stuck here. I got to make the most of it. And that's kind of where the research for the veg restaurant started happening.
0: Very nice. Okay. How do you feel about zombies?
1: <laughs> not hard, overrated. Not heard. Like yeah. it's too much. Like I love horror, but like zombies are just too much. Like calm down, people.
0: <laughs> okay, so sci-fi, pretty much no, unless chess bursters.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Horror, that's a genre for you.
1: Yeah, I like horror, but it can really border on corny, and I feel like zombies border on corny, like. Okay. Yeah, like Rob's. So you want film.
0: realistic? Yeah. Horror,
1: definitely. I'm definitely all about like realism, like real things. So, yeah, zombies, (laughs) not a fan.
0: Okay, uh, so we had this craze going on, um, and I think it was interesting because it brought some notice and it put the spotlight on the vegan and the vegetarian community. But, chicken sandwiches, what did you think about the whole? uproar about that a couple weeks ago or still maybe even going on i'm not even sure
1: yeah i think it's so ridiculous that people obsessed obsessed so much over this and i just always said like screw both of them just go for house of chicken which is a vegan company that does chicken in orlando so like yeah i don't i don't get it
0: i did think it was interesting that there were a lot of people that were smart about going on and hey this is my if you like you know, chicken sandwiches, here's my vegetarian recipe. Here's my vegan recipe yes. for chicken.
1: Absolutely. I mean, these tastes are an alternative for everything. So we want to get in there in that mainstream <laughs> argument. Like, come to our side. We have chicken too. So.
0: How do you feel about sleep? Seen or not heard? Seen. Yeah? For sure. Do you get enough?
1: Yeah, I try. As busy as I am, like, people are like, do you even, like, go home? I'm like, yeah, I spend actually a lot of time on my couch, believe it or not. So, um, yeah, I definitely make sure I get home and relax after running around and doing things.
0: Very nice. Uh, Live action Disney cartoons. Seen or not heard?
1: So... I just saw Aladdin the other day on the airplane and I was like, okay, like this is cool, but is it the original? No. So um, I would probably say scene though. I think it's pretty dope.
0: What was, I haven't seen Aladdin. I don't, I'm trying to think. I saw Jungle Book, which was pretty much the saw only that, one that yeah. I saw. Uh, but in terms of Aladdin, what was for you one of the positives? So it's not, it's never going to have the energy or the nostalgia of the original, right? So that was probably when it came out, you were probably... A kid and you saw it and it meant a lot to you
1: oh yeah definitely especially since it takes place in the middle east i felt like jasmine was a princess that i could identify with um but seeing it live is really cool yeah seeing it come to i thought the digital effects were excellent Mm -hmm. um so i thought that was pretty cool to see it like come to life and seeing will smith as genie like i thought i was gonna hate it but it wasn't that bad
0: in general the fact that there was a little more representation and you already identified with the first movie was that something that you felt was uh was particularly good about this one
1: yeah absolutely i mean they didn't cast white people in the characters which was really great because you always like like i think jake gyllenhaal pa- played like a persian guy once in the movie so it's like it's really nice to see that authentic representation yeah. like aladdin was played by an egyptian guy and uh uh, Jasmine, I don't know what her ethnicity was, but yeah. I
0: think she's half something. Yeah, she's half something, yeah. If you're listening, a uh, young woman who played Jasmine.
1: I think her name is Naomi Scott. She's actually English. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she was also the Pink Ranger in was the Power she? Rangers movie.
1: Well, the only one that matters is the original one. So. Oh, okay, calm
0: down. <laughs> I know, right? All right, so I don't have to ask you about Power Rangers. That's good. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Crowd share scooters, seen or not heard? not heard have you been to a city with those yet
1: um i don't think so no i don't think so people get crazy over things that i'm just like i don't get it but maybe i need to try it to see if i like it
0: what about uh, the bike share are you for you know that sort of thing
1: that could be yeah yeah why not any okay. type of transportation I'll try, I guess. I don't know.
0: So it sounds like you just don't want to be outside.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't like being outside. Okay. And um, I definitely like people driving me places or taking the train. (laughs) Love that.
0: So if it's a self-driving car that we could just hook Nikki up with.
1: Yes. As long as there's air conditioning, I'm good.
0: Great. Great. Good to know. Uh, How about cursive, the writing style, not the band or... Any yeah other things that it that was might the apply band to. I'd say
1: scene um uh, the handwriting
0: did you have to learn it when you were a kid?
1: yeah, yeah, and uh I don't think mine's great, so I think you'd have to be really good at it to for me to say scene, so I'm just gonna say not heard okay.
0: <laughs> very nice. what about tiny houses?
1: love it, scene
0: could you or are you currently in a tiny house
1: <laughs> uh by default, but no, um no, I'm not um. But I would definitely do it. I'd, like, round up all the pets, get in there. I think it's adorable. I love seeing the interior design. Um, I think it's great.
0: The little transformer nature of some of the stuff. Like, you wind this, and then this suddenly pops out.
1: It's super cool. Yeah. Love it.
0: What about the idea of, you know, kind of throwing out all your stuff, or not throwing out, but getting rid of all of your stuff, so sort of that minimal lifestyle? Is well. that something you identify with? Is that something you've been able to do in your own life?
1: One hundred percent. The last two years I've been minimalizing, downsizing, getting rid of stuff. I've taken like twenty trips to Goodwill. It just never ends. Um at this point I just have a lot of books that I can't part with. But in that I think when you live in Florida and you have to deal with hurricanes and evacuations and different things. You really start to realize like what matters the most. Mm-hmm. And um I just everything is replaceable. So I'm okay with saying bye to things.
0: So the things you can't get rid of pets? Books? Mm-hmm. What else? My camera. Okay.
1: Yeah, I would probably say that on my laptop, but again, that's replaceable too. So definitely pets and books are what's cluttering my house right now. Um, yeah, I would say just that. Maybe some artwork.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like last evacuation we had, like I took some pieces with me, um, but and that, everything can go. I kind of wish that my house would like be blown away so it can start fresh.
0: <laughs> huh, that's an interesting That might be a bad business idea we do in the future. So we'll do that next hour. Stay tuned for bad business ideas because (laughs) obviously Nikki already has some great ones uh, in mind. What about uh, cobbler, the dessert, not the person who fixes your shoes? (laughs) Uh, And as a vegan, you know, obviously want to convey that there is vegan-friendly cobbler out there, that if you've never been, especially to like a market on South... That you get quite a bit of uh wonderful desserts. Yeah. That I probably shouldn't get all the time, but I still do.
1: I'm just as guilty as mine yeah. about Hollow Rules. So um definitely for a cobbler.
0: Okay. Cobbler or pie?
1: Hmm. Pie.
0: Yeah. So yeah. you like things ordered, not so much chaos.
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe, yeah.
0: Do you have a favorite uh, type of either pie or cobbler in terms of the fruit?
1: Uh, no, probably more, probably more apple, but no, I'm not picky.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that your favorite dessert or?
1: No, I'd probably say something with like chocolate, probably like a cupcake of some sort. Okay. We'll
0: do that. Uh, speaking of desserts. So I wanted to get your opinion on this. This is just a news drop this week of Ben and Jerry's offering a new flavor. I'm not sure if you've already heard about this. It's called Justice Remixed. Have you heard about this one? No. What's really neat about it? Okay, so it's cinnamon. You probably wouldn't need it because it's not vegan, but it's cinnamon and chocolate ice cream with gobs of cinnamon bun dough and spicy fudge brownies. What's neat about this though is it's for them. It's to uh, sort of showcase uh, criminal justice reform, oh. and so they're working with the Advancement Project National Office, a multiracial civil rights organization. That works with local grassroots organizers on racial justice issues love it i thought that was really neat so um you know i think that we forget sometimes that some stuff looks like they're trying to just take advantage um or it's just a marketing ploy and sometimes it's you know it's they're actually being genuine in their efforts to bring attention to something
1: yeah i love that i think yeah. that's great we we need more of that for sure
0: yep And uh, one other thing, I thought it was interesting that uh, you, as a vegan, are coming on today. So Ralph Waldo Emerson's essay, Nature, was published on this day in 1836. So I just want to read one quick quote from that. Sweet. The happiest man is he who learns from nature the lesson of worship.
1: Sounds like Emerson.
0: Yep. Sounds like uh, kind of on the cusp of being a vegan quote, would you say?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say so. Okay.
0: I like that one. I do too. Good. Uh, let's play a song. So sure. I feel like I've got to know you. Have you gotten to know me? No. Okay, great. That's exactly what I, I want. This to be a one-way sort of thing. You have
1: good taste in music. You were playing Smashing Pumpkins. So yeah,
0: actually, so this was uh, it was Zwan was the name of the band. Oh, so okay, so it's it his other band. Yeah, it was right after Smashing Pumpkins broke up, and of I course they've Billy's gotten voice, back yeah. together. Yep. And so Smashing Pumpkins, I wanted to have for you because, uh, or for Orlando Vegans. You can learn more about Orlando Vegans at Orlando Vegans on all of the social media. Yeah. Okay. And then OrlandoVegans.net. And do you want to talk a little bit about Central Florida Veg? Is that how you pronounce it? Veg? Veg -fest. Fest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah i um, super excited. Um, it's been around for years. It's a great way for vegans to come together, try some great food that they may not um, be able to get elsewhere. Uh, there'll be animals, shopping, learn about recycling, do some yoga. It's just like such a vegan event. Um, and learn how to be vegan, too. Will be
0: yoga with animals?
1: <laughs> no, not with them, but they'll be there. Unless you want to bring your dog out and do yoga with your dog. Okay.
0: Well, I didn't know if there was going to be like goats or rabbits or anything. Nah. No. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably for the best. All right. So I picked another vegan song, uh, Fake Plastic Trees. Oh, by cool. Radiohead. Radiohead.
1: That's awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. We'll be back with Nikki Namdar in a few minutes. In the meantime, enjoy this song. And you're listening to a certain degree. What is the first thing you think of when I say block party? Yes, people bathing dogs. That's right. Shampooch is coming up Sunday, September 29th, starting at 9 a.m. Food trucks, live music, dog washing, people washing dogs, not dog washing people. Although that would be really cool. Dunk tanks, raffles, photo booths, all in Thornton Park and so much fun. This is a fundraiser. It's fun and it's a fundraiser. Who for? Local rescue organizations like this year's recipient, Poodle and Pooch Rescue. For over a decade, they've been doing this, the Shampooch, and have raised more than $100,000 for animal rescues. Now I know what you're thinking, Nick, what if I don't have a dog? Nick, you can go hang out with OPP, Other People's Puppies. That's right. I'm 64% sure that's what that song is about you down with O-P-P. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. To learn more about the time, the place, what you can do to help, look up Shampooch Orlando on Facebook and Instagram. Now back to the show. Radiohead with fake plastic trees on WPRK. Warner Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick. I played that sort of appropriately for my guest today. Nikki Namdar is here. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning. Uh, I have a very special guest every week. And so you're here this week in a long line of people doing neat things around the Orlando area. That's right. And so, yeah, well, thank you for what you do. So Mm -hmm. OrlandoVegans.net is the website that you can go to to learn more about. Eating and being vegan in Central Florida, mm-hmm. and so looking back at it, you know, how many years has it been since you started it?
1: I think uh, like 2013, so like six years.
0: Six years or so, so five, six years. So it's a long time to maintain something. Yeah. Uh, in this day and age, and especially online, but you've done events, you've done special events. You did one out at a place I wouldn't think would do a vegan event, which is the German. Uh, Willow Tree restaurant up in Sanford, which uh, sold out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about like what, so when you're looking for partners Mm -hmm. and let's start there and then go down. So let's start at the now and then go backwards in time to Mm -hmm. how you started it. Because that makes sense to me in my head right now. But when you're looking for partners to host an event or maybe highlight the fact that they have some vegan food or just bring everybody together Mm -hmm. and build a sense of community within the vegan community. Uh, what do you look for? Like, is it to surprise people like with that one?
1: <laughs> no. Well, yeah, that one was a great surprise, but, um, if they offer some sort of vegan option or they're willing to, then I want to showcase that. Um, you know, a lot of vegans are committed to vegan only restaurants and I want to show that veganism is everywhere and it's successful, especially here in Orlando. Um, And they actually reached out to me, which I thought was great, because for years I kind of was working on them uh, and telling them, you know, you need a vegan option on your menu. And I hear it all the time from vegans that they miss going out there, that they loved that restaurant before they went vegan. Oh, sure. And, um, you know, so when they told me they were experimenting with vegan sausages, I was like, oh, man, like. That's amazing. I thought that was pretty wild. And it just made sense to do some sort of event or something like that to really showcase that.
0: That's very cool. So, are there any concerns? And I'm not, and I'm going to act as the audience surrogate because I'm also not very well versed. I enjoy vegan food, I go to vegan restaurants all the time. I'm not by any means a vegan. But are there any concerns with? having a vegan dish or a vegan menu on at a restaurant that has a that also serves meats that also serves dairy that also serves other things.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. It definitely is a concern for a lot of vegans, but I just try to remind them that it's about progress, not perfection and veganism isn't an allergy, so a shared grill doesn't make a product that much less vegan the product is still vegan um but it's going to be really hard to find a restaurant that has separate equipment separate grills different things like that Mm. um we just have to be thankful that they're willing to offer this and we need to vote with our money and get out there and support it so that way that option can sell a little bit better than a non-vegan option because that's how you change the world
0: so starting back in 2013 versus now do you feel like you have to convince people who don't typically eat vegan food as much? Do people have sort of, has the, that constraint and that you know, sort of idea in our head of, well, it's going to be vegan food, so it's just going to be salad and not very tasty and all these other things. So, has, uh, is, is it easier now to say, hey, let's go to Market on South or hey, let's go to Sanctum or the District of Mills? And I'm sorry for all the ones I'm not mentioning, but I'll let you do that.
1: Yeah, um, it definitely is a lot easier now. I still get the question of, oh, is it just salad? What is vegan? You know, that question, I think it's always going to be there, those questions. But um, yeah, it is definitely much easier now. I think because it's become so mainstream. I hate to use that word, but you know what I mean? It's become more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so people have a m- better understanding of it, especially here in Orlando. You know, we were rated the third most vegan friendly city in the country. So it's more people here trying oh, it.
0: Who beat us so we can go <laughs> over there? And ruin it for them.
1: Yeah, if I remember correctly, it was Portland and L.A., so that's pretty big competition right there. I don't know if you
0: can hear that. I'm popping my knuckles. I'm going to go to both of those places.
1: Let's put them all out of business.
0: I'm very competitive, especially when it comes to Orlando, so yeah. Yeah. So I'm all about that.
1: We'll make it to number one. We've got great businesses here.
0: Well, and it's that accessibility and that the flavor that they're doing, it's not like you know, they're competing with each other, they're competing with every restaurant and they're doing a really good job.
1: I always say though, that it's about community, not competition. Mm-hmm. Obviously business, business owners may not feel that way, um, but a lot of the vegan businesses are great sports and they know that the more vegan options and more vegan restaurants there are, the more the, every business is
0: gonna go up. So you've gotten progressively busier from 2013 to now. What is it that you're most proud of in terms of Orlando Vegans and the things you've been able to do with the, you know, that group and starting that group and being seen as sort of an, well, not sort of, but an advocate for these types of options?
1: Yeah, like I say, it's not about followers. It's not about likes. It's about the animals. And I think that the fact that more people are going vegan and I'm helping them and I'm helping businesses meet the community and supporting each other. Um, that's been really, really great. Um, I'm really proud of the German night. I think that is probably one of the best things I've done. Um, and also now being a food organizer for VegFest and Earth Day, really proud of those events. Um, so it's it's been great, it really has.
0: What about in terms of uh, like an interaction that you've had, like a personal interaction, if there's one you can share, you feel comfortable sharing?
1: Hmm. I've grown uh, great relationships with a lot of the businesses and a lot of people in the community. Um,
0: What about someone you sort of converted, right? Like, is it someone you've, you know, brought over and said, hey, we'll try this. And they maybe they didn't even know that it was uh, vegan.
1: Yeah, one that really sticks out happened pretty recently. You may have seen it on my Facebook, but um, I was at Walgreens one night, and this 15-year-old girl came in, and she had a really bad eczema outbreak, um, and she was asking them like where she could get eczema medicine, and... Um, they didn't know the staff didn't know the pharmacist was gone at that point. And my mom's been a pharmacist at Walgreens for like 30 years or something. So like kind of learned some things. Um, and I showed her like where the eczema medicine was, but I was like, listen, like you probably don't want to be using that stuff. Um, I'm kind of more of an all naturalist, I guess she was freaking out. She was really upset. And I kind of like talked to her, talked to her and I said, you know, I kind of spoke to her about veganism and like, um, some of the more natural ways to go like vitamin E oil for her eczema. Um, and they talked to her just about her diet and doing gluten-free veganism, not in like a forceful way, but a chat. And she actually said, you know, I have, I've been thinking about it. My mom has been buying me vegan stuff and we've been trying it out. Uh, turns out they went vegan and her eczema is clearing up and the vitamin E oil changed her skin in a matter of a day. So I think that was really cool. Like that made, meant a lot to me.
0: That's nice too, because I think it speaks to, we all kind of think about the, the stereotype that we think of when we're looking at a person who's vegan or who, any, any number of things, right? But I'm just going to use vegan because that's what we're talking about. Uh, or, uh, you know, 3D printer people like me uh, who talk about it way too much and probably do <laughs> way too much on it. But the idea that you can have just a, a conversation around it and say, hey, these are some options. Try it out, don't try it out. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, there definitely are stereotypes. And, you know, I'm just all about having good conversation, a good dialogue about it. I've had non-vegans tell me that they enjoyed discussing veganism with me. And the fact that I wasn't forceful makes them want to change now or makes them want to try it. Um, so I'm really trying to break that stereotype of, the, like, violent, angry, like... <laughs> um, vegan, vegan out there. Um, I've had more success with having discussions than I have with like yelling at somebody, which I don't think I ever have done, but yeah, maybe with my family.
0: More than likely with that. Yeah.
1: Like yelling at them. Yeah.
0: For you becoming a vegan, was that part of any kind of family tradition or the way that you were raised and that was that fed into that? unintended.
1: Yeah, I was going to say a good one. Um, actually, it was kind of getting away from tradition. Um, you know, growing up in an Iranian family, there was always cow tongue and like, you know, my dad had like, goat brain and stuff like that, like just really, really random stuff. So trying to get away from that, when I was 14, um, I saw slaughterhouse footage and I was like, I love animals. I don't want to do this. Um, So I went vegetarian and like several years later I went vegan. But um, my family's come around a lot, obviously not being from here and veganism not being a thing in Iran. They've definitely come around a lot to it. Um, My dad wishes I ate eggs, but he can
0: get over it. (laughs) Very nice. Well, thank you for that. And then just once again, Orlando Veg Fest is coming up on October 26th. Where's that going to be?
1: It's at Festival Park.
0: Okay, so right in the milk district. Or almond
1: milk district, as we like to say.
0: (laughs) Very nice. Uh, So that's a great place to go to learn a little bit more about it and more than likely have some past people who have been on the show before, like Katrina Constantine, who does Kicking Cones, who's a vegan herself, great comic artist. Uh, She'll probably be there as well. So thank you for that, Nikki. Let's take a quick break. This is DJ Shadow Giving Up the Ghost on WPRK, <laughs> Warner Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Speaking of subscribing, this podcast is available wherever you subscribe to podcasts. That's Apple. That's Google, Stitcher, Spotify. I found one the other day called CastBox. Guess what? It's there too. And it's that's a real thing. If you are interested in people in Orlando who are doing neat things, then you should definitely listen on the regular, as the kids say. So subscribe, why don't you? Now back to the show. DJ Shadow on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was giving up the ghost from the album, The Private Press. I'm not sure if he wanted me to say it that way, but I said it that way. Good morning, my name is Nick. Yeah, I, I think he's okay with it. I think if DJ Shadow is up this early, he's listening, he's like, I'm going to make some great music today, but first I need to listen to Nick talking to Nikki Namdar on WPRK to get my day going. Yep. Then uh, I think he can call in, I mean, or, or text me. or. Yes, yeah, so let's
1: have him call in right now. Any of the
0: other things. DJ Shadow, if you're listening, you're always welcome on the show. Uh, Good morning, as I think you may have gotten from that. My name is Nick. My guest this morning is Nikki Namdar from Orlando Vegans. If you want to learn more about that, OrlandoVegans.net or Orlando Vegans on any of the social medias. And uh, so you're here this morning for a number of different reasons, basically because you just like being on the, getting up early.
1: Yeah, I'm here for the coffee, honestly. And
0: talking to strangers. I'm sure is a big part of that as well, but you also work at a place that I'm a big fan of, On Target Marketing, mm-hmm. and I wanted to talk a little bit about your role there as well because what's neat about On Target is the outreach that they do and the way that they interact with people. So I'm from the agency world. I graduated with a radio television degree realized that I didn't like uh, commercial radio or television and so ended up in ad agencies and the model has changed a lot since you know in the last 20 years or so and I think on target is is really doing it well in terms of what they provide for their clients and also the way that they structure their office right Mm -hmm. so what has been you've been there for about three four months now
1: about four months now yeah. yeah
0: What has, what have you found about working there and what's your role there? Um, What, what do you enjoy the most about it since, you know, your boss is probably listening as well. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Well, uh, I do. uh, I'm a content creator, Mm -hmm. so I write a lot of blogs, uh, social media posts, landing pages, and um, learning how to do podcasts as well. Like I got to engineer my first podcast, which is pretty cool. First female to ever do that on Target. So that was pretty awesome. Um, so I'm coming in there with writing experience, but I'm leaving with, um, not leaving, but, you know, um, really learning a lot about things like SEO and podcasts and things like that from pros. So
0: Very um, nice. And you came in with a writing background?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I have a degree in creative writing and a public and professional writing certificate. And I've been writing for as long as I can remember, like even when I was a kid, like I was always writing.
0: There was, for a long time, there was sort of this idea that writing for the web is separate from writing for everywhere else. And so I, I know you have a little, you know, journalistic background. Yeah. So you were writing for a print magazine or Yeah, paper?
1: I've uh, written for most of the ones in Orlando, except for, I don't think I've ever done anything for the
0: Sentinel. Um, Come on, Sentinel, get on that.
1: Yeah, I almost had an internship there, but... I end up relating to a business journal, but I decided to do like more creative writing instead. So now looking back, I'm like, damn, I should have taken that. But
0: So thinking back to that though, and the translate or the translation over to online, what is something you typically talk to people about or when you're looking at content you're thinking about for online versus for print?
1: Yeah, the language is definitely different. I mean, I think that's a great thing about being a writer is that you can write for the net, you can write press releases, you can write poetry. I mean, like really like it's it's so diverse. Um but yeah, the language is different. Obviously you want it to be a lot shorter, um, and like an easy read. People don't have the attention span to read like fifteen hundred word articles or essays or anything like that. So kind of keep it short and sweet.
0: And you can be a little more conversational in, in print.
1: Yeah, definitely at on target. our tone is definitely more conversational and sarcastic. So, which
0: is fun because that's, that's to me. I heard a stat this weekend that there are 2,500 new podcasts every wow. week. I can't remember if it was every week or every month, but either one wouldn't surprise me because it's, it's a low barrier of entry to get into it, yeah. right? Like in theory, you could do it from your phone, Yeah. but having the right equipment and having somebody to to help you with that And this is a, you know, more or less a shameless plug for on target, but this is also a shameless plug for finding somebody to get you, to give you help when you need it in terms of creating a podcast. And so what I like about uh, on target is it's not like you have to be this full client with on target to use some of the facilities there. And that includes a podcasting studio. Yeah. So what was it like for you engineering? You know, you have this what I think uh, a lot of people think is going to be super complicated equipment and all these other things. What was it like learning it and being able to go in there and produce a show?
1: It was so much fun. Um, Yeah, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. It was super simple, um, but it's definitely like a lot of little steps that obviously if you miss one, you know, it's not good. But
0: Hey, so just for clarification, being on the radio once a week, that is super hard. Real. I don't want everybody thinking they can do that because obviously everybody would do it better than me. So I'm trying to, you know, trying to block off radio for me. But podcasting, yeah.
1: Yeah, usually I'm on, like, <laughs> this side. So, like, being on the other side, you know, and I'm always, like, wanting to try new things. Like, I, I have so much on my bucket list and, like, I'll just try anything. So <laughs> that sounds fun. But, um, and then I got to do it with uh, Sarah Brady. who's was a PR pro. So doing hers was so amazing because she's just so, so good to listen to. It's just mm-hmm. so interesting.
0: One of the other things that On Target does, I've had an opportunity to speak there and listen to some of the other speakers and learn quite a bit, is coffee and content. And so that's a monthly event that On Target hosts. Usually about 30 to 45 people show mm-hmm. up for a talk from somebody from the community. Yeah. And then networking, which is fantastic because it's an opportunity to get to know other people, but the focus is content. The focus is creating content, you know, so we had everybody, or I've seen people like Sarah Brady speak there. Uh, Mark Miller from the Jordan law firm spoke Mm -hmm. about, you know, copyright, which you may not think about when it comes to creating content, but what about those images? What about the content you're creating? What about the vehicle or the medium that you're putting it up on? So for example, Facebook. You don't own the content once it goes up there. So what do you, you know, you got to think about all these things. So that's something again. Thinking about the the different approach to agency life is having this event where people come in for free, mm-hmm. and there's no you know you don't have to be a client, you don't have to be working with On Target already, but just opening up the doors and allowing people to come in and do that. Um, do you see that from an agency perspective? as really sort of uh you know obviously on target being sort of on the cutting edge but in general the way the agencies are going
1: yeah absolutely i think that um all the people that we have come out are super interesting and really tackle all different aspects of marketing and branding that people often forget about and they're coming from like you said law firms and different types of industries um and yeah i would say on target definitely cutting edge and so modern. I mean, especially coming from where my last job, I was a marketing director at a credit union. And, I mean, we didn't even have a cell phone app uh, where you can deposit checks remotely. So this is just such a breath of fresh air to be among people, you know, who get it and are really interesting and brilliant at what they do.
0: And we should mention uh, that's Tom and Shante Jelnik. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've probably seen Tom on TV, listened to him on the radio, other things, because he's often tapped as a subject matter expert on digital media and things going on with anything from security to marketing to other things of yeah, he's great. that nature.
1: I bow down.
0: <laughs> when you're writing for other people and you're finding their, your voice for them and things of that nature, do you find it difficult or is it a matter of, you know, trying to be as genuine as possible and then just speaking for their brand?
1: No, I don't find it difficult at all, um, but probably, you know, I have a lot of experience, but I just read their content that they already have, and I instantly get a good understanding of how they speak and, and what they're going for. Um, if it's a new client, we definitely sit down with them and ask a lot of questions and make sure we understand them. Um, but uh, no, it's been pr- pretty simple for me, at least. I, people always tell me like writing is so hard, but it comes very natural to me
0: you're writing a lot more shorter form stuff. Do you miss writing some of the longer form?
1: I still do some, uh, like for the Sanford magazines and like Mary Life magazine, I'll still write, you know, like full blown articles um, that are really, really interesting. Like they'll ask me to do stuff on veganism or local events. Um, so I still do it, but yeah, I do love anything where I get to kind of be creative and do my own thing. And, you know, here, take this, have fun with it. Like that's always great.
0: What about other creative outlets? Like how did you, when you are well, let me ask you about writing. First of all, when you're writing, uh, do you listen to music? And what do you listen to?
1: Yeah, sometimes I do. Uh, Sometimes I like peace and quiet, but um, I'll do meditation music, which is super random. But then after a while, it'll make me go to sleep. Um, I'll listen. It depends on my mood. Like some days I'll listen to a lot of like 90s rock, like Alice in Chains. And then other days I'll listen to Tegan and Sarah or PJ Harvey. Um, just depends on my mood. Since I started working there, I have been listening to more podcasts. Like before, I never really listened. But you have to study, you know, what you're doing, basically. So I've been listening to a few more podcasts. Can
0: you listen to podcasts and write?
1: Yeah. Sometimes, really? yeah.
0: And you're not just writing what they're saying in the podcast?
1: N- no. I mean, I have done that, but Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's not too shabby. What about other creative outlets? I would imagine cooking for you in a way as a creative outlet, but uh, sure. you mentioned your yeah. camera as one of the things that you would grab if you had to uh, go or if you were downsizing that would not be going out the door. Yeah. Do you do a lot of photography?
1: Yeah, I've always, like, ever since college, I've always, even just in the workplace, like, known to do the writing and the photography, even though it's supposed to be a two-man job. Um, so I always have my camera with me for work functions, but I do a lot of uh, portraits, headshots, events, and stuff like that. Um, I wish I could say I had the, the time to, like, go out and photograph nature, but I just, I stay busy. And with my cell phone, it's just so much lighter and easier to carry that for scenery-type things.
0: Nice. Well, guess what? What? We're already at the end of the first hour.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: I'm a joy to talk to. So, we're <laughs> going to play a song here in a second. But, in the meantime, where can people go to learn more about On Target?
1: Um, definitely on all the social medias On Target uh, Digital Marketing and On tar- Target Digital com. So, give us a like, give us a follow if you need a podcast, if you need content. I'll write it for you
0: <laughs> or there engineer you it. You can work directly with Nikki. You can request her. Is that how it works? I'm not really sure.
1: I don't sure. think so. I'm Probably not sure. Probably not. <laughs>
0: Just talk to Tom and Shantae and they'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. So let's play a song. And uh, because it is so hot outside and I want it to be colder. So I thought if I played a song called Winter 05, that somehow that would make it colder outside. I'm not really sure if that's how it works. We're so hoping. Ra Ra Riot on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Coming up on the show, October and November are months, true or false? Correct. This is the part of the commercial where we have audience participation. The last two guests of October and the first two guests of November all host or co-host shows of their own. On October 21st, Chantal Watts of... That's right, Full Frontal Nerdity. You are correct. October 28th, our Halloween episode with Emily Fontano from The Hilarious. Uh, uh, Amanda and Emily, we have a podcast. Robin Hoffman is on November 4th. You know her from Chat With Me on the Side and other things, but that's her show. Last and certainly not least, Allison Steedle will be Steedling me and making her radio debut on November 18th. She's part of Offcuts. You're doing so good at this. Subscribe to the podcast and listen live if you want. Now back to the show. Trampled by turtles on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was wait so long. Good morning, my name is Nick. Why did you wait so long to tune in, listener? I don't know what anybody's name is when they're listening, so I just call them listener. Do you think that's okay? No. <laughs> okay, great. The voice you just heard uh, disagreeing with me and uh, because I'm not personalizing my content is Nikki Namdar. Thank you so much for being here, Nikki.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. And hour number two, we're here We've got a few things to do. We've got a pop quiz coming up. Did you know about that?
1: Uh, No, I didn't. Yeah,
0: so you've got a pop quiz coming up. We'll see if you know about whatever the topic might be for Nikki Namdar of OrlandoVegans.net and other things of that nature. So you are vegan, and that's why I played that song. It's called Trampled by Turtles, which I thought was very appropriate. Mm -hmm. And wait so long, like why do people wait so long to become vegans? It's a little bit of a stretch. I know I've waited a long time, 106 years old, so I've (laughs) waited exactly this long to become a vegan. But having said all that, we've talked about your marketing background, your writing background. We've talked about how you started Orlando Vegans, which if you follow along or take a look at that group is very popular. It does very well. So you've done very well in all of these things. So you have what I would imagine is good business thinking, and so that's great for this next segment.
1: Great.
0: Which you know, <laughs> what's I, about
1: to come? <laughs> I have
0: to play the song. Bad business ideas. It's time to be just one. It's gonna be totally. We hope it won't hurt anyone, so come on, have fun. Yes, Bad Business Ideas. One person's trash is another person's Ponzi scheme. Treasure. Treasure to say. you the first time. <laughs> there. Oh, my goodness. So, just for a little bit of background, I don't know if I've talked about this in a while, Bad Business Ideas was inspired by my dad, who tends to come up with schemes get rich quick and otherwise and tell them to people but expect them to do the work and so I thought well that is something that I could do with my guests on the air especially since they're super smart they know business they do business they eat sleep breathe business right that's accurate of yeah. you Nikki
1: I, I guess so yeah great
0: fantastic so I'm gonna go ahead <laughs> and give you two options, Same. two delightful options. And you have to pick one and we can talk them through, figure out how we can improve them. And, you know, if there's any potential pitfalls for something called bad business ideas, which why would there be? And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll just go from there. Awesome. Can, Nikki, may I call you Nikki?
1: <laughs> yes, Great. don't call me Nicole.
0: Fanta is that actually your name?
1: Yeah, Nicole Jas- Jasmine Namdar.
0: Oh, okay, very nice. Amazon. Maybe you've heard of it.
1: No. Okay, great. What is
0: that? They've been testing convenience stores for a couple of years now called Amazon Go. And the idea there is that you enter the store, you scan a QR code. You have to be a Prime member, I think, in order to do this. You have to be registered with Amazon. And then you go in and get your stuff. There's no cashier. So they have a series of cameras in the store that allows you to take stuff. It sees what you're putting in your bag or your basket. And it charges you accordingly. Hmm. Now, they just recently purchased Whole Foods. And maybe you've heard of that, Mm -hmm. Whole Foods Market. And they don't want to retrofit stores uh, in Whole Foods with this technology. So they're like, what else can we do to make the shopping experience faster? And take over the world. (laughs) And also take over the world. Uh, So this is actually pretty interesting. They're going to scan your hand. So you go in, you register with a credit card, they scan your hand and you just wave your hand in front of something. It scans it and then you check out. You don't have to get your wallet out. You don't have to, you don't have to press any buttons, any of that stuff.
1: I feel like we're in an episode of the Jetsons or something. Like that's wild, that is so like futuristic.
0: And this isn't like distant, distant future we're talking about. They're planning to test these out uh, early next year. Yeah, so pretty close to tomorrow. (laughs) This presents, this is where some of the bad business ideas and these unique opportunities come from, is what's happening in the news right now. Mm -hmm. So thinking about this, hand scanning to charge Mm -hmm. you, like I don't know if it's looking at your fingerprints or maybe your, uh, what are these called, your lifelines and stuff.
1: Is this inclusive of people who don't have hands?
0: I don't think so. I think they're going to (laughs) have to figure something else out. But in general, we have an opportunity here are you thinking what I'm thinking?
1: What are you thinking?
0: Well, let's say it at the same time. Ready? On three.
1: What am I saying? We're,
0: what what opportunity <laughs> is coming out of this hand scanning technology? One, two, three. Full body scanning service. Are we on the same page now?
1: Uh. Maybe.
0: That's right. Why (laughs) just scan your hand when we can scan all of it at the same time? The new company is ScanDo. And so we get a clear picture of you from head to toe. This is so invasive. Not only so you can check out faster at Whole Foods, you'll also be ready for other kind of scanning as well. Facial recognition to get into your smart home.
1: My God. Already
0: done. You've been scanned already. Foot recognition to register to vote. This is coming because how else are we going to avoid vote hacking? It's all going to be feet from now on. That's not all. You're standing there being scanned, right? Why don't we add some additional services? Tanning. Or if alternately you're scared of like melanomas and stuff, (laughs) scanning you for melanomas and things of that nature. There's all sorts of things that we can do while you're being scanned. I'm avoiding saying while you're naked being scanned, but that's...
1: I feel like all the scanning is going to lead to more like tumors and cancer. Down the
0: no, line. no, it's all light. <laughs> it's all light. I mean, unless you get the tanning bed option. Yeah. In which case, yeah, no, it's deadly. Yeah. But the possibilities are endless. It's scan do. What do you think about that idea so far?
1: It's weird. Like <laughs> it's definitely modern, but it's weird. And it sounds very like it's like going through TSA or something <laughs> like this is just too You fun. don't have
0: to go through the scanner or TSA. You can just say I've already been scanned. Is it safe? (laughs) That is something that I think is a great question. Mm -hmm. And you'll have to figure out as the, you know, chief technology officer of this new organization, do.
1: I will take that position happily.
0: Okay. Well, hang on. (laughs) Nikki, don't jump to conclusions quite yet because there is a second idea.
1: It's my Jewish blood. I'm talking business. Okay.
0: Second (laughs) idea. When I say cows and methane, what do you think?
1: uh reasons
0: why you should go vegan. <laughs> Great. No, that's really good. Now when I add aspiragop aspergopsis, I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that right, to cows and methane. What do you think? I want to know what that is. Okay. Well asparagopsis <laughs> is a type of seaweed that researchers at James Cook Foundation or university I should say found very effective in reducing methane in Cows, livestock, Aww. sheep, goats, all of them. Interesting. Just by mixing it a little bit into animal feed, they were able to reduce methane output by more than 90%.
1: I think it's great, but the best way to be eco-friendly is by not <laughs> of eating course. cows.
0: But we have all this livestock now, and yeah. we need to do something about them now. Yeah. We have to do something about the methane output, or what I like to call mouth put, <laughs> which is what I'm going to call mouth it from put. now on. Mouth put. So, this is just run-of-the-mill seaweed. This isn't like some special genetically Sushi engineered seaweed. seaweed. Um, actually, they use it as a, as a condiment on poke oh. quite often. So, yeah. So, anywhere in warm waters, this can grow. The challenge is growing enough. So, University of Southern California re- re- uh, researchers are looking at ways to increase the potency of it. So, you need less. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an organization, I think, in Canada that is looking to farm it with on land in like tubs, large tubs. What do you call those? Pools? Yeah. Probably something like that. Uh, symbiotically with white leg shrimp, which are being overfished in the ocean. So in any case, we need to produce more of the seaweed so that we can mix it in with the food so that we get less methane in the air. Seems simple, right? Yeah. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? No. Okay. Let me try. Instead of one, two, three, how about this? Okay, follow along with me. If we can't bring the seaweed to the cows, we'll bring...
1: The cow to the seaweed?
0: You got it. Ugh. You got it in one. So our new company, Sea Cow, will crossbreed <laughs> bovines and manatees. This is
1: just getting really Seagoing cows.
0: <laughs> cows in the ocean eating the seaweed, producing less methane. And it gets them off land so we don't have to burn down rainforests and stuff like that. It gets them in the ocean where it'll be harder to eat them, I would imagine, (laughs) and things of that nature. And so what do you think about that one?
1: I think people will still find a way to get them and eat them. Sure.
0: Maybe (laughs) so, but they will be a little bit harder to get. They will be off the land. They will be producing less methane. I'm not sure if crossbreeding cows and manatees will work, but for we'll what I like understand, manatees are called sea cows. So there's probably a reason for that. Interesting. Yeah.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yes. <laughs> I did not just make that up.
1: Now I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> I'm going to go on Google and double check.
0: Yeah. We're going to play a song here in a second and you can look that up. Okay. So you have two lovely vegan meals set before you. Mm-hmm. Scandu which is the full body scanning service to get us ready for all of our scanning needs in the future. Sea cow, which will crossbreed manatees and cows so that they can eat more seaweed, so they produce less methane and we get them off the land. Scan-do. Not sea cow. No. Interesting. Okay, scan-do.
1: I I don't like this whole crossbreeding forcing them to make, it's just too much.
0: What if we just genetically engineer them to be more fishy?
1: No, that's just too complicated. Oh,
0: uh, okay. Gotcha. You're thinking of something you can do yourself. You're a DIY kind of person.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go on Pinterest and figure it out.
0: Yeah, to figure out genetically engineering things. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think
0: that's what Pinterest was founded for. I'll Basically, be honest with you. Yeah. that's what I was uh, that's understanding. What millennials about are it. looking for. So you're going to do the full body scan. People can go to their Whole Foods market next year when they release this technology, scan their hands. There, You already get the hand scan. Mm-hmm. If you want to get 3D printed, if you want to get a 3D printed copy of yourself for whatever reason, <laughs> you know who would like that? Realtors.
1: Yes, this is so true.
0: I mean, realtors like to have pictures of themselves. Yeah. Why not have... And you could put it in the house. When you sell the house, I'm talking to all About the realtors the out there. Yeah. And you remember your realtor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways we can go with this. <laughs> it is kind of like all the collecting of personal information, but the most personal of your information is, That's not invasive at all, is your no. body. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's so you're in. Do. <laughs> Just a reminder, you're uh, obligated to run it. You take all the liability and financial risk. I just take the rewards.
1: Isn't that with any business, though? Yep. So why not? Let's do it.
0: Very nice. So uh, I expect a business plan any day now. And if anybody wants to invest, uh, they can contact you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Just, send them, just send them a message on Instagram. It's fine.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for that. Let's play another song. We're going to hear from a band called The Best Coast. This is the only place, and the reason I chose this one. Just going back to the reason that you're here today from Orlando Vegans. You can learn more about Orlando Vegans at OrlandoVegans.net. Is there's more than one place to go oh, if yeah. you want excellent, excellent vegan food in Definitely. town, and you don't have to be a vegan to get in. Nope. You don't. There's no scanning involved. <laughs> there's no testing, <laughs> no, that sort of thing.
1: You'll be vegan though, hopefully.
0: <laughs> I might be by the end of this. Yes. You never know. Uh, The best coast with the only place on WPRK Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to A Certain Degree. Maker Fair Orlando is back for the fall and it's back at the Central Florida Fairgrounds on November 9th and 10th. If you're a maker, and by that I mean you're an artist, an engineer, a tinkerer, a hobbyist with a passion project who wants to share it with an audience, we need you apply to be there and we will need volunteers as well last year we had over 200 volunteers helping out we could always use more sign up for email updates at MakerFairOrlando.com. that's fair with an e now back to the show the best coast on wprk winter park florida that was the only place good morning my name is nick I'm here with a very special guest every week. I do this from seven to nine. It's called To a Certain Degree. And this week's special guest, Nikki Namdar. How are you?
1: I'm great. That was a super cute song.
0: Thank you. I don't know why I'm thanking you. I just picked the song. I didn't actually make it or record it, or I barely even picked it. Like it picked me, I think.
1: That's how it always
0: works. Yeah, I think that's how life goes. Nikki is here from On Target Digital Marketing. She's also the person behind, you're the founder of Orlando Vegans. Yes. Which is just really quick what is Orlando Vegans?
1: It's a place to meet and eat with like minded individuals and help you go vegan. And we also help businesses veganize their menu.
0: So, do, you, and people come to you and consult with, like, how would I go about creating something or a dish or. Do you connect people together when it comes to that? Or do you actually like cook enough that you know what you'd be talking about in terms of like, yeah, here's how you would do a chicken piccata?
1: I guess all of the above. Um, Yeah, I do like to connect people. Like if a business or something comes to me and says, hey, like where can I get, you know, blah, blah, blah or whatever. I'm like, oh, this other business or over there. Um, And probably more of my taste buds come from going out and eating rather than cooking. Um, I've just really learned what tastes good, what doesn't taste good, what works, what doesn't work. Um, I've just been, I'm always about food, like, throughout my whole life, I was always eating. So, um, yeah, restaurants ask me, like, how does this taste? And I'm like, oh, it'll be better this way or that way. And just really giving good, solid feedback.
0: Nice. Yeah. Let's do something. Uh-oh. That's going to be a lot of fun. But there are steaks. steaks. Not actual steaks. All right. Like, steaks like you're going to win or lose, potentially. Uh-huh. So we're going to do a pop quiz. Every week I have a pop quiz from my favorite quiz master in town, Simon Time. He does Simon Time trivia seven nights a week around town. So he is a trivia master. So it's not me doing the trivia. So that way I might give you the answer or give you like easy questions. No, no, no. (laughs) This is Simon Time. So he's going to give you five questions. You get all five right. Guess what happens? We become best friends for the next week.
1: I'm not sure I'm a good quiz taker. I'm going to lose everything in this, in this challenge. <laughs> Two,
0: three, or four, right? We stay pretty much where we are. Okay. One, correct, only, or fewer, which would be zero, I become your most bitter enemy. Okay. For the next week.
1: For one week, okay. Yeah.
0: So best friend or bitter enemy, what I would need is your itinerary for the week, your schedule, addresses where you're going to be, I don't even know my schedule for the Anything week. you're allergic to?
1: Nickel. I'm sorry. What? Nickel.
0: <laughs> you're allergic to the metal nickel.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Great.
1: Yeah. Your okay. only allergy.
0: So here's the thing. As your best friend, I'll make sure not to get you in any sort of uh, near uh, proximity to nickel. As your most bitter enemy, guess what I'm getting a lot of?
1: Nickel. I'm allergic oh, to I'm, ice I'm not cream. In,
0: You're allergic to ice cream.
1: Yes. so if uh, you're my bitter enemy, bring the ice cream. Would that be
0: vegan ice cream?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay,
0: great. And Mm -hmm. vegan chocolate from what I remember earlier.
1: Yeah, I hate chocolate. Bring me chocolate.
0: See, now this is if I become your best friend, you just shot yourself in the foot. Oof. Yeah.
1: You're so right.
0: This is complicated.
1: I may lose chocolate.
0: (laughs) Well, let's see how you do. Okay. All right, Simon, let's turn it over to Simon Time. Are you ready for the first one?
2: Hey, hey, Nick, this is Simon Time, and I've got five questions for you and Nikki on this morning's edition of Simon Time Trivia for To a Certain Degree. Question number one, what famous carnivorous plant is native to the states of North and South Carolina?
0: Carnivorous plant. Oof. How many carnivorous plants do you know of? None. None?
1: <laughs> that I know. I don't know. No, I didn't study you know, plants. So I went to you school know for writing.
0: <laughs> personally. You don't have to know the plants personally.
1: Oh, yeah. We go out every yeah. weekend to bars. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, you're a vegan, so that makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously. Do you know the answer to this?
0: I, I do, only because I have to edit this together. So, <laughs> so that's the
1: only reason why yeah, you it. Know. Yeah, so this is not Fair me enough. competing.
0: So, I don't feel as bad. I mean, if you were to think about a planet in the solar system mm-hmm. and maybe something to do with that and a plant. Hmm. I don't know. Okay, well, let's see what Simon has to say.
1: We're on our way to uh, losing chocolate.
2: The correct answer is the mystical Venus flytrap.
1: Oh, duh.
2: (laughs) You were making it a lot harder (laughs) than it actually was. Okay.
0: All right. So we're on track for Bitter Enemies.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, great. Nickel. I'm writing that down. Nickel. Let's get the next question.
1: Break out in a
2: rash. Question number two. Audrey 2 is the name of a man-eating plant that is featured in what movie turned musical turned movie
0: hmm audrey two was a movie and a musical
1: a movie and a musical it's actually
0: a couple of movies and a musical
1: it's about plants
0: it's about a plant that eats people
1: oh oh uh, oh, rick moran played in the movie yep oh it's on the tip of my tongue Ah, oh, what is the name of that movie What is that?
0: Who else was in the movie? I'll give it to you if you can name maybe someone else in the movie.
1: (laughs) Can I call a friend?
0: (laughs) There's no phone a friend option here. (laughs)
1: 50-50? All right.
0: You ready for the answer?
1: Yeah, it's going to kill me. It's going to kill me. All right. I know it. The answer is
0: Little Shop of Horrors. Damn. I'm feeling so, so, do I
1: get half a point? <laughs> so
0: close. Even if you get half, that's still less than one. So you're on your way to still bitter enemy territory.
1: <sighs> Darn.
0: Okay, I'm actually writing, I'm actually going so to start looking up where I can buy nickel. Because no, I have no idea, it. I have zero Just idea where to get jewelry. it. Just
1: buy fake jewelry. That's what it is. Oh, that's it's fake what it jewelry. is? Yeah. Great.
2: Which I still wear anyway,
1: but <laughs> Perfect. I risk it.
2: All right, that makes sense. For question number three, it begins with the five most dreaded words to any Simon Time Trivia regular, according to a recent survey. According to a recent survey, the average American eats approximately how much meat per year? Is it two pounds, 20 pounds, or 200 pounds?
0: Average human person in America, 20 or 200 pounds of meat per year. <laughs>
1: As a vegan, I want
2: to say 200 pounds
0: as uh, yep.
1: final answer
0: okay
2: the correct answer believe it or not 200 pounds and that is the average at my house per day nice that
0: actually that shocked me when i heard that yeah um and because i don't you don't think about it you don't think about how it all adds up of course but that is a lot
1: Yeah, unfortunately, the problem is that people are not thinking about it and don't really realize the connection there. Mm -hmm. So I'm not surprised at that number.
0: Yeah. All right. So you got one right. One. You got two more chances to get out of bitter enemy territory.
2: Okay, cool. Question number four. What do Bill Clinton, Beyonce, Joaquin Phoenix, and Leonardo da Vinci all have in common?
1: That's tough because Joaquin Phoenix is vegan yep and the person with bill clinton right yep he's vegan beyonce is questionable but i'm gonna go ahead and say vegan they're all vegan
0: uh leonardo da vinci as well i think would Should probably be on the That's super
2: cool
0: questionable well so there's some debate about that but let's see if you have the right answer
2: yeah the answer is the fact that they are all vegans indeed
0: we're not going to be bitter enemies.
1: Perfect. Not
0: going to spend that much time together this <laughs> <Yes>. week. <laughs> all right. So that's good. That's two. So, yeah. So you mentioned Beyonce, but um, there is some debate over Leonardo da Vinci was definitely vegetarian. Uh, and so there's some question about whether he was uh, truly vegan. Because yeah. like, when I first heard this, so he sends me the trivia Simon Da Vinci does.
2: does?
0: Da Vinci <laughs> sends me all his trivia right. every week. I send it to Simon Time. Simon Time records it, not knowing where it comes from. I haven't told him yet. Mm -hmm. So if he's listening, he's going to find out for the first time that all this trivia comes from Leonardo da Vinci. I was curious that he maybe said da Vinci and meant DiCaprio.
1: Ah, uh, yes, because DiCaprio is also questionable, but yeah. he's... But yeah. more, probably
0: more likely to be a vegan than Leonardo da Vinci. For sure. And, uh, yeah, so there is some debate whether Leonardo da Vinci was, but it seems like he might be, might have been a vegetarian.
1: Yeah, more of the historical figures were vegetarian yeah. rather than vegan.
0: Yep. All right. You ready for the last question? You're out I'm ready.
1: Bring it. you will get
0: three right. You're going to get three right.
2: And finally high in protein, low in calories, coagulated soy milk, curds are more commonly known as what?
1: Soy milk is more commonly known as something else?
0: Soy uh, curds.
1: Oh, tofu.
2: That is tofu! Nick, Nikki, this has been the Simon Time Trivia Show. Hope you enjoyed those five questions. Have a great day, guys. There you go. Nice. So three out of five.
1: Obviously, I don't know plants very well, but I know vegan celebrities.
2: I
0: think that pretty much just sums up everybody in the U.S.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So nice job there.
1: Thank you. Or
0: plant-related uh, movies.
1: Do I get like Leonardo DiCaprio with tofu handed to me now?
0: Yes, Leonardo DiCaprio. Are you waiting be- right here. He will be reaching out to you along with Leonardo da Vinci, Score. the Leonardo's, if you will. Uh, so let's play a song. Nicely done. Yeah. And this is Broken Social Scene with looks just like the sun because you have to have the sun in order to have the plants and you have to have the plants in order to have the vegans. I like what you did there. I, it's a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> I don't mind doing that, though. Uh, and you'll hear that on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. you have a social media account of some kind you have a brand you're trying to establish you're thinking to yourself how can i get some affordable and stylish props to use to help tell my story that's where brand knuckles comes in through the magic of 3d printing brand knuckles uses all of the dimensions to create a piece you can use as a giveaway to customers as a way to brand your images and many other applications Go to Instagram.com slash to learn more. And now, back to the show. That was an odd end to that song. Might be appropriate if you're driving down I-4 right now. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was broken social scene with looks just like the sun, which is now high... In the sky and heating us up nicely in this <laughs> nearly mid September day. I am here as I am every week with a special guest. Nikki Namdar is here. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. It's almost done.
1: Yeah, that went by super fast. It was I so am a fun. Delight. <laughs> and I'm
0: just whatever. <laughs> You're also very nice. Nice, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> True.
0: Okay, great. Uh, so, we just have a little bit uh, more to talk. Uh, so, uh, Nikki's here from On Target Digital Marketing and OrlandoVegans.net. Whoop, whoop. Those are two separate things. Mm-hmm. They're not all one digital marketing and Orlando Vegans, which actually might be really good to combine somehow. But yeah. if you missed any of the show, you can listen to it on any of the usual podcast networks. Just subscribe. To a show called to a certain degree i can't just say subscribe to a certain degree because that sounds weird <laughs> and you can hear it we will be up uh next week uh next tuesday is when we usually go up on tacd tuesdays
1: the anticipation is killing me is it
0: really yeah you were here for the entire conversation <laughs> Was I though? that's I'm a good point gonna... <laughs> that's a really good question you know were any of us really here
1: <laughs> yeah do we even exist
0: Oh, man, this is tough for Monday morning, Nikki. I, I'm going to be honest with you. That was a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, that got really deep really fast. Thank
0: That's you. Fun. Thank you for that. So let's talk about something that I always like to ask my guests about. Social
1: coming out of high number. school. Pardon me? Social security number. Social
0: security number, birth date, pet name, all of those things. Coming out of high school,
1: mm-hmm.
0: coming from a your first generation U.S.
1: Mm-hmm. Iranian American,
0: yeah. Yep. And what was the expectation for you coming out of high school in terms of college, in terms of continuing education, in terms of career?
1: Marrying a rich doctor and never having to work a day in my life. No, I'm just kidding. That's only half true. The expectation was to get an education mm-hmm. and be some, somebody successful and then marry someone and stop working.
0: <laughs> to have kids?
1: And to have kids, yeah. yes. I'm a little past their timeline.
0: But your mom went to school.
1: Yes, yeah, she went to college. Uh, she's a pharmacist. So yep. um, a lot, of, most of the women in my family actually are super educated. They went to college in Iran at a time when women were not allowed to go to college, but they snuck anyway. So they didn't really do the whole marry and a rich guy and like just take care of the kids. They all actually have great
0: careers. So coming out of high school, then what was your expectation for yourself and what actually happened?
1: Um, I knew that I didn't want to be a doctor. I didn't want to be like anything like that. That so, like all my uncles and everyone I knew, um, I wanted to be a writer. Um, and I mean, there are writers in my family. Don't get me wrong. Um, I've got relatives, uncles who have in books and done different things like that. But um, yeah, I just wanted to pursue my dream. And that was being a writer.
0: Did you go to college right out of high school?
1: Yeah. I went to Valencia, study journalism there, and then did the direct connect to UCF where I switched to creative writing. Four years? Yeah. Well, maybe a little bit longer. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh,
0: well, here's the thing. It took me seven and a half years in four different schools. Okay. So, so you're not judging. <laughs> I think what's, what's interesting, though, is not to, like, put the focus on you, but I'm interviewing you, so I guess I can put the focus on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, is your reaction is the same as uh, the way I felt for a long time was that because I went and did this circuitous route or I took any longer than four years because that's yeah. what college is supposed to be, that I somehow did it wrong. Yeah. Right? So I don't think you did it wrong. Yeah. I don't think I did it wrong. I don't think, you know, somebody who goes back either after never going to college or maybe taking just a few classes. Um, So it's interesting that we all have that bias, though, and that's one of the reasons I asked that question. I used to ask, uh, what was college like for you? Until I got to my first guest who said, well, I didn't go to college. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was, in a way, it was embarrassing for me, but mostly it was, you know, making me look in the mirror and go, okay, what are the biases that I have and how do I overcome that? How do I ask the right questions?
1: Yeah. There's a lesson in everything.
0: So looking back at it now, is there anything you would have done differently? And is there any advice? Like if you were to talk to younger you, or you were to talk to somebody who's 17, 18, you know, my son is 15, my daughter's 12. So I'm like, I'm starting to think about that for them. And there's part of me that reacts to, Them going directly to college after high school and saying they don't have to. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I would say don't let anyone else put a timeline on you and put pressure on you. Go at your own pace, your own timeline, and uh, really pursue what you want to do. If that's something that you can learn in college, great. But even my journalism professor, uh, the late and great Ken Carpenter in Valencia, he used to say, like, you don't learn how to do journalism by sitting in the classroom. He's like, get out there, get a job. Uh, There are a lot of jobs out there. They'll hire you with a little experience. So... Just do what you want and just be passionate about it. Um, I wish I could go back in time and tell myself that too, to be a little less um, like hard on myself. Um, but I did it, so.
0: Would you have taken a little bit longer to do it?
1: No, I think I went at a pretty decent pace. Yeah. Um, but I w- I've always said I'm a lifelong learner and I always want to be in school, so I'm probably going to go back eventually. So
0: What do you think for?
1: So that's a big question. Um, law school has always been in the back of my head. So that would make my family proud. Uh, but no, I would love to be like a human rights attorney um, and do something really fulfilling like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought about master's and like marketing, but honestly, um, being out on target, I've learned so much. So there's no point in like kind of going to school for that, I think. Um, so yeah, I, I would say probably law school. Yeah, I've been thinking about it.
0: All right. So what is, what are some other ways? Um, because I think the other thing is we always think that uh, we can go back to school or that's the way to get further education or do continuing education. What else do you do uh, besides that? Now you mentioned you were a lifelong learner.
1: Yeah. I'm just always reading um, and always trying new things. And like I said, we're like with learning podcasts on target, um, and you know, just doing cool things like this and really watching how people do their craft and asking questions. Like, I wanna know about everything. I'm a geek.
0: Was Orlando Vegans starting that sort of a, for lack of a better term, like a master's in community building for you?
1: Yeah, it kind of was. It actually was a class project at UCF. Oh, okay. It was part of the um, public and professional writing certificate. I took a marketing year writing class um, And it was like, you know, market something that you're passionate about. And the only thing I really cared about was veganism. So I hopped on Instagram and really started to work my way into that world. So I learned so much. I've enhanced my content creation skills, my writing skills, event planning, business, like just really learned so much through that. It's the one thing that I feel like I have in my hands, not like I can control, you know?
0: Well, it's interesting because it's, something that you're passionate about and you're not doing it for profit necessarily, but yeah. it becomes a really good item that you could put on your resume and other things. So
1: definitely first it, and foremost, it is for the animals, but yeah. yeah, it's been such a cool outlet for me to be able to do what I want to do creatively.
0: So as far as we talked about college advice, if somebody wanted to start I have this passion project that is XYZ, mm-hmm what advice would you give them or have you taught or talked to anybody about that in terms of them creating their own thing?
1: Yeah, I've been asked before. I actually was asked yesterday. Somebody sent Orlando Vegans a message on Instagram and said, hey, I just moved out of Orlando. I think he said he moved to Memphis and he really wants to start like an Orlando Vegans there. Um, And, of course, I was just like, yeah, you know, you just have to be really engaging, uh, talk to people, create a hashtag, and you really, really have to put your all into it and take the time to do it. If you're just putting up static posts and leaving it there and not really engaging, then there's no point. Um, so, yeah, I just gave my advice just really get out there and talk to people and meet people and use social media. It's such a great platform.
0: We talk often about the hamster wheel that is content creation. Like you always have to feed it. You always have to. Always. What is it? or what kind of balance would you say or you would advise people to try to keep when it comes to that
1: Hmm.
0: because I think when you know you hear rules like you have to post x number of times per week or per day or or those sorts of things you kind of miss the goal which is sharing genuine and good content sometimes
1: yeah and forced content is the worst content so um At first, maybe do what you can, because it is a passion project to start, um, and we have busy schedules, so you may not have time, but really, really take the time on, you know, if you work a nine-to-five nights and weekends, get out there and go, if you're, like, you know, a beer blogger, like, go out to a bar at least once a week and try something out. And, yeah, you definitely should at least put one a week, um, but a few times a week, like I try to do every other day. I think that's really important because people are going to lose interest if not. They're going to your profile. They want to see content. They want to see what you're eating or doing. So it's important to keep them, keep them there and showing them what's out there.
0: And poor you, you have to go eat out all the time.
1: It sucks. It's
0: the worst. It's not
1: good to my waistline.
0: <laughs> Do you have people submitting content as well?
1: No, it's all me. It's all you. Yeah, it's like a 10-person job. But like I said, I've always been that person, even in college, like at the like newspaper. It would be like, all right, we need a photographer and a writer for this article. No, I'll, I'll do both. Um, but I think eventually when it gets a little bit bigger, I'll probably have contributors or maybe, you know, even now, like if I go out to a restaurant, I'll like bring one of our volunteers or somebody who has helped before out for the dinner and just help have them help me like pose the pics and stuff like that. So I'll recruit help
0: do you ever feel like when you're doing that sort of thing that you know you're you're obligated to convey the appropriate like you know we talk about instagram bloggers and food bloggers especially they're always posing things to look as good as possible like what is your level of obligation to your audience versus the restaurant versus uh getting more likes and things like that It's
1: so important to me um, to make sure that the food looks good and that it tastes right um, because I know what the community is looking for, but I also try to remind myself that my taste buds are not the only thing that matters. So if I don't like something necessarily, it doesn't mean I'm not going to post it, but I definitely want to do the restaurant justice, the animals, and the community by posting quality content. You know, was I super excited to walk through the doors of Burger King to eat a vegan Whopper? Uh, not necessarily. And I definitely left with a tummy ache. But it was the value and the importance of that, like, that I really believed
0: in. So I was on a podcast recently. I'll do a plug for it. It's called Offcuts, <laughs> And we did that, yeah. except we did the side-by-side comparison. So we had a real Whopper mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the Impossible Burger there as well. And I actually preferred the impossible burger. I hear that their, a lot. Their whopper is so chewy.
1: Yeah. Their
0: food is just uh not that there's anything wrong with that.
1: Yeah, I hear that a lot that a lot of non-vegans yeah. uh, prefer the vegan one. So that's the whole point. It may not necessarily be for vegans. If vegan wants to eat it great, but um it's definitely for everybody, non vegans especially.
0: Well now I want to have it somewhere else. But I think the other question, you know, something that we were discussing on the podcast, and I'll pose it to you. Is that you're trying to with the impossible burger replicate a particular flavor specifically of meat?
1: Yeah, it's considered the most realistic vegan burger.
0: Sure. And you know, bleeds or whatever it is that you're looking for in a vegan burger to do. but I'm when I go to a market on South, when I go to Sanctum when I go I'm looking for other flavor profiles. I'm yeah. not looking for something that just tastes like meat yeah. and maybe that's because I'm not a vegan and I can just go eat, you know, uh, go have a burger if I really wanted to. So what is your thought or what is your opinion on that sort of replication of food profiles from there? Do you have a nostalgia for a type of food that you like? Well, so they make a vegan version of it. So I want it to be as realistic as possible.
1: Yeah, a lot of uh, vegans will tell you that they're in it for the animals for ethical reasons and not necessarily because they didn't like the taste of meat. Um, Some of us didn't care for the taste of meat, but a lot of dishes and recipes are nostalgic. Like coming from a Persian family, you know, I want to be able to eat like shish kebab, you know, with my family. So why not find a vegan version or make a vegan version of that? So. All right,
0: so there's some nostalgia to it.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Some vegans are not for it, uh, but it could be a transitional food, you know? That's why I post mostly food because that's the first place people are going to go when they go vegan. They're like, okay, what am I going to eat now? Am Mm -hmm. I just going to eat salads? And I'm here to show you that that's not the case. You can eat whatever you want.
0: Very nice. All right, Nikki, that's it.
1: That's it. We're done.
0: Yeah. Let's shake hands because I think that makes for good radio. (laughs) Right. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, So at Orlando Vegans on all the social media platforms. Yep. Mm OrlandoVegans.net is the website. You can also look up on Target Digital, which is uh, on all the social medias and on on Mm TargetDigital.com. Is that right? On
1: TargetDigitalMarketing.com.
0: Thank you very much. And you can learn more about Orlando Vegans online, but also at Central Florida Veg Fest, which is coming up on October 26th. Yep. Oh, and next week is Coffee and Content?
1: Yeah, September 19th oh, at so 9.30. So if you're a marketer, or content creator, no, it's a great week. place, yeah.
0: I don't know days anymore. Yeah, I'm They've bad that, they all kind of blended. Uh, after Dorian last week, uh, everything kind of blended into coming one. Coming
1: back to reality.
0: Yeah, Thank exactly. Thank goodness for
1: calendars. So.
0: Yes. Thank goodness for calendars mm-hmm. is yeah. something that <laughs> rarely gets said on the radio. <laughs> right. So let's play a song and we'll get on out of here. Orlando Theater Hour is coming up. And again, if you missed any of the show, subscribe to the podcast. Go to a website called com, and I'll have this up uh, next Tuesday. Thank you so much, Nikki Namdar. And... Uh, Marcy. That's it.
1: Thank you for having me. Oh,
0: yeah. You're welcome. Uh, Not a surf on WPRK. This is Your Legs Grow. You've been listening to A Certain Degree. I was expecting more of a reaction from you on that.
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: There we go. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. Where do you go from here? Tell your friends about how awesome this episode was. Subscribe to the show wherever you subscribe. And also check out to toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A certain degree dot com. Just a reminder that this episode and every episode is recorded live in front of what I assume is an audience of some number of people because it's on the radio on WPRK 91.5 FM. You can listen every Monday at 7 a.m. on your radio or streaming on the Internet. That's when shows are at peak freshness. Thanks for listening. I'll truly miss our little talks.